0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Amen. Sure, it's a massive privilege to share the word with you tonight. Um, Firstly, I just want to thank Sias and honor him. He's been an amazing father to me. And I think he had many sleepless nights praying for me. Because yeah, if, the God, if God can save me, he can truly save anyone. It's just an amazing testimony. Um, just on the way here, I thought like, wow, am I really gonna preach tonight? It's crazy. But yeah, um, as just said, I, I I studied here and I, I studied Becom Investment Management. And then I was in Dachbrek. I had the privilege of serving on the Haka there. And then I did a year of internship at the church. That was awesome. I really want to encourage everyone to do that. You really learn how to serve and to submit, it's good. And yeah, I'm married to Machea, as you I said. Um, really love her a lot. Uh, yeah, so let's jump right into it. So as you can see, there's a, like a title there, what's on your bucket list? So tonight, quickly, I'm gonna start tonight with a question. I want you to chat to the person next to you and tell them what are the two things on your bucket list Uh, the two main thing if you don't know what a bucket list is it's just like a list of things that you really want to do in your life or something someplace maybe where you want to go so quickly for two minutes with the person next to you what are the two things on your bucket list Um, yeah okay i hope you shared your two top things of your bucket list so we're gonna come back to that a bit later if we can go to the next slide Tonight, I'm gonna share a bit about um, eternity and what the Bible says about eternity. So firstly, let's look at a definition from a dictionary. I can't remember which dictionary it was, but it was from a dictionary. It says, a state to which time has no application. Okay, so we know eternity, it's outside of time. It has no beginning or end, it's just eternity. Okay, let's read in Psalm 90, verse one to two. It says, you have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting you are God and then in the next on the next slide next scripture we read Isaiah 40 verse 28 have you not known have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth he does not faint or grow weary his understanding is unsearchable So we can clearly see here that we serve a God which is eternal. The scriptures also say he was, he is, and he is to come. And it's so awesome to think that our God is a God that he's always been there and he always will be there. It really blows my mind sometimes. Um, Just to think that God is everywhere. And in the next scripture, in the next slide, Genesis 1 verse 27, it says that, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So just like God who is an eternal being, we too are eternal beings. We are made of the soul, spirit and the flesh and our spirits will live forever, it will never end. It is, we are eternal beings and, and we will either have eternal life or we will have eternal death um, or go to hell or heaven. And it's crazy to think that we are here now on this earth, but we are not actually from this earth. We are passing through. And I love the quote that um, it's from C.S. Lewis. It's one of my favorite quotes. He says that if nothing on this earth can satisfy our needs, the only probable explanation must be that we are not from this world. And that really blows my mind sometimes because most of the things we do, is for now, and we think about this earth, like if you think of what are you going to do in the next couple of, of years, it's all about now, 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 but tonight we really want to, I want to speak about how can we start thinking differently, how can we start thinking about that which is eternal, that which is unseen compared to that which is seen, so before we can, if we think about eternity, we have to speak about eternal life, we cannot Just name eternity and and forget about eternal life. So I got some scriptures on the next slide. Um, How does one receive eternal life? And and what does the Bible say? And I'm quickly gonna read these scriptures. In Romans 6, verse 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And in John 3, verse 36, it says, whoever believes in the son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the son shall not see life. The wrath of God remains on him. And in John 17, verse 3 it says, An eternal life, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So we can clearly see in these scriptures that eternal life is only found in Jesus. And Amen. Thank you, Eugene. Um <laughs> I just love Eugene. He's this awesome person. Can we all just give him a hand? Like he really loves everyone. <laughs> So, so we realized that (laughs) Oh, I actually forgot to do something. I just want to welcome my small group here. Um, We, we call ourselves the babushkas for some reason that I don't know, but it's um, grandma for in Russian. Um, Yeah, it's a long story, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm very, I really want to encourage everyone to join a small group. It's so nice to know that people back you and they are there for you. Um, Wednesday nights will never be the same again. So, yeah, let's come back to the sermon. Um, so, we see that we serve an eternal God. We are eternal beings. And we, we face this decision in life where we must choose. Are we going to choose eternal life or are we going to choose eternal death? And it sounds really harsh, but it is the truth. And, and maybe you've, you have decided that you are going to choose eternal life, but you're still faced with this daily decision of... Um, of making this decision, it's not just a once-off thing, and then cool you, you in, you know. Um, it's a daily process of sanctification with the Lord. And yeah, let's in the next on the next slide. There's a scripture, um, Philippians four verse eight to nine. It says, "Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise." Think about these things, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things with the God of peace, and the God of peace will be with you. So, I love this scripture. I really love it. Um, just before those scriptures, it says that, um, that by prayer and supplication, let your requests be known to God. And and as we are on this journey of choosing God, it's not always easy um, Many times we are tempted, many times um, yeah, like it's hard to, to always stand up for God in situations because we are so inclined to, to please people. I know one of my weaknesses is that I, I really tend to please people. Um, so when I gave my life to Christ, it was really hard, even in res, just to stand up for, for, for God and for the truth. And because before I got saved, I was really, I was, I'm quite a passionate person, so I'm either completely this way or completely this way. So I was really one of those guys who went full steam in the, in the res, going out every night. And, and I remember like in the first week, the guy, one guy came to me and was like, Marlon, you're probably going out again tonight, eh? Um, and then I realized, sure, I already have this label on me. And then when I, when I gave my heart to God, I completely went in the opposite direction. And um, it was hard because now these guys they, some, uh, m- many of them didn't even want to be friends anymore with me because just because I didn't care with them anymore. But that just also showed me like how relationships work and, and what true relationships are. But um, yeah, I just wanna, so, so let's say, um, I just said before that by prayer and supplication, let your request be known to, to, to God. And that's so practical because let's say I'm walking in the supermarket and I, and I see there's a nice chocolate there in the, in the aisle. And, and I'm start, I started to think, yo, I, I, I did just eat a full meal. And I'm not really hungry. Um, and I probably can't afford this chocolate, but do I really need this chocolate? And you know, the temptation comes, you know, it's like the chocolate is screaming your name. Um, and then... <laughs> And then God says, let your requests be known to God, okay? And then I ask God, please, Lord, thank you, Lord. Show me that you are my provider, Lord. Um, Lord, you, you give me strength, God, to overcome this temptation. And, and God gives you that strength supernaturally to walk past that aisle, okay? Um, <laughs> so and, and, But then it says in the scripture that I read, um, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So I can't just walk past that aisle and then forget about it. Then I must think of, of all the good things that God has done in my life. I can think of, sure, God, you have provided every single meal for me in my entire life. I'm so thankful to you, God. Thank you, Lord, that I can worship you, Lord, as my provider. He is my father. Um, and then it says, um, practice these things. Okay? So we can, this is such a cool tool to use um in anything in your life. Maybe you struggle with alcohol, maybe you struggle with porn, maybe you struggle with anything. And in that moment you can ask God. God says, let your request be known to, to me. He wants to know what you are struggling and what you're struggling with and and bring it to God. And I promise you he will give you the strength to overcome it. There's also a scripture that says that that God doesn't tempt you, but even in that temptation he will always create a way of escape. And how cool is that, you know? Like God Always provides an escape for us okay so now on the next slide we're going to look at some principles um, between or com- eternal mindset versus a temporary mindset and you're know, just setting this whole thing up really challenged me um, but I'm going to share that with you now so if we look at a pilgrim versus a settler a pilgrim is a person who goes through a, a place he knows that that this isn't his home and if we think of eternity we know that this short life that we live on earth is going to pass like a vapor um scripture says and compared to a temporary mindset where you where you just make sure that you settle in you make sure that you get your job one day you get the family you have your pension is right you've got your beach house everything is good for now um but at the end of the day, those things will, it will have no value in eternity. Um, so we, as, as Christians, must, must think like, like pilgrims. We, must, we know that we're just passing through, just like that quote of C.S. Lewis, okay? We, with an eternal mindset, you, you have an eternal reward compared to a temporary reward. And um, I'm just gonna share this story. Uh, when I, so in my second year, I just got saved, as Sia said, and he said, told me, man, come with me to Nepal, it's going to be like a, and I said, okay, cool, I'm coming, and there we went, um, so God really challenged me a lot on that mission, and so, but just before we went on the mission, me and Lenny, who preached this morning, we really were crazy for Jesus in Rez, I remember we would, um, we told each other, let's put our posters on campus, and say, come receive healing at Dagberg. Okay, that's, that's how we were thinking on that, at that stage. So, so we were really, we were praying for everything that walked, okay? And, and, and then I went on this mission with the same mindset. I was like, okay, I'm gonna pray for healing for everyone and everyone's gonna be healed and it's gonna be good, okay? And then on the mission, every person I prayed for didn't get healed and I was so offended with God, I was like, sure. I don't know what's going on here. And other guys are praying for people and they are getting healed and I'm really struggling with this. And I remember, I'll never forget it, on the second last day, uh, I had the privilege to share the gospel to like a little tuck shop. And then one guy responded and he gave his life to Christ. And in that moment, God told me, Marlon, this is the biggest miracle. Someone giving their life to Christ Will be with him forever and ever and ever and and he has an eternal reward and you know in that moment it was like a light bulb moment i i just told god sure god i had it wrong the whole time healings and things are cool but what is more valuable than eternal life with the king of kings and i just repented and i just i just knew like okay it's about it's about there's nothing bigger than someone getting saved so the next day we're in Mumbai and sure, I'm just praying, people must get saved. People must give their lives to Christ. But then I think you know, uh, it's still in the gospel that we must pray for people for healing. So I must probably still do it, you know, because it's scriptural and everything. So then that day, like I was so excited, people got saved and everything. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's ask you, is there anyone um, here that has pain or anything? And every single person i prayed for in mumbai got healed and that was so amazing because i saw god first wanted to show me something he wanted to show show me my own heart and and in that story i just realized that it's not about um these temporary things like someone getting healed it is amazing and god is working but how much more someone giving their life for christ um for eternity and um, yeah, it was just amazing. Like From that moment, I realized that the biggest miracle is someone getting saved. Then, with an eternal mindset, seeking the kingdom of God versus seeking your own kingdom. Many times, you, have, you make decisions. And we have to make decisions every day in our lives. Um, you must decide, am I going to buy this chocolate? Am I not going to buy this chocolate? Am I going to uh, pursue this? relationship maybe with someone that maybe won't bring me closer to God and and I'll never forget I was in Dachburg, um in my second year this is also it's a good year um, and and I, I remember I was sitting on my bed in res and I had an hour off I did an hour off and I was like sure God I want to speak to someone about you in this hour and I could have done anything I could have went and played fifa or uh, we did that a lot um i could have just done anything what i would like to do and but i said god i want to seek your kingdom i'm tired of just doing what i want to do it's it's boring just to do these earthly stuff you know um and i told god okay god show me someone in this race that i can go to and speak about you and i said okay cool and then i walked and I went to this guy's room and I was like, okay, I think this is the guy. And before I, before I even said anything to this person, he said, sure, Marlon, so I watched this video about angels and demons, man. Do you think God is real, eh? And I looked at him <laughs> and, I, and I thought, sure, God is definitely real <laughs> because, because I just asked God to send me someone and this guy asked me, is God real? without him knowing that I just asked God to send me to someone and that was just unbelievable and and we and it was such an encounter like we we spoke to each other for about three hours and both of us were in tears and we had such a good chat that the next morning at six he was with me at intercession Um, and that that doesn't happen a lot (laughs) Uh, and and the next after the weekend he came and he said, You know what, Marlon? Um, my parents went to church for the first time in three years because I told them what happened to me. And that he got baptized and he joined a small group. And I was so challenged. And I'm like, Yo, but what will actually happen if we see God? What will happen if we give our time to God? What will happen if we give our relationships to God? What, what will he do? And I, many times I think that he's just actually waiting for us. You know, he's just he's there the whole time. But are we willing to, to change our, our hearts and our minds to, to partner with him and to realize that we are not here for ourselves? Like, did you know that you're actually not here for you, but you are here as a messenger of God to share his message to those that, that hasn't heard, hasn't seen, that are still blinded by this world. And we have the privilege to share that message. If you think about it, the knowledge of Christ, there's nothing more valuable than that. No, like, If you know that this knowledge of Christ, you see in scriptures that if you meet Christ, he will give you the free gift of eternal life. What is more valuable than that? And now you must decide, what what are you going to do with that that information? You have that information and you have have got it for free. And are you willing to give it for free? No? The Bible says you have received without cost, so give give without cost okay then we look at sacrifice versus self-pleasure um the script the bible also says that we must love our neighbor as ourself and many times it's hard to do that you know i i always i could never do this before i was saved but i was really challenged afterwards so sometimes also like in public toilets or razors, you get there and it's quite dirty you know um and it's not pleasant to to sit there. Um, But then you think, you know what? I didn't make this mess, but I want to put someone else's interest above my own. And you know what, I'm gonna clean this this old toilet and the whole mess, although it wasn't me, but I'm gonna do it because I know how nice it is to go into a public toilet and see it's clean. Um, And something so simple can change your heart and, and just clean the toilet, you know? It's, it's not easy, but it, I, it, it sanctifies you. <laughs> so, yeah, so someone with an internal mindset will, will not only think of himself, he will, will be willing to sacrifice. We, we, if you look at relationships, it's, it's I won't say it's a sacrifice, but you can decide to, to build relationships that will build people um, and bring them closer to God through discipleship. We can... If you, just for, for an example, if I look at Sias's life, I think like, yes, he probably has discipled a thousand people um, just while i 'm here and and he could have done anything else. he could have gone and played on all the nice golf courses or whatever, um, and I could have joined him but but, but, <laughs> but we are but we realize that you know what it's not about us, like we can play all the nice golf courses, we can go to all the nice wine farms we can climb all the mountains and everything but there's nothing that fulfills you like uh, spending time with a person and to see them grow in Christ and that's why discipleship is so cool because we, we now have this information about eternal life and eternity and how selfish would it be if we just keep it for ourselves it's like Jesus gives us this bread and we know that if we eat this bread it will give us eternal life and now we can share this bread with everyone around us. Pleasing God versus pleasing man. This is really a challenging one for me. As I said earlier, I really, I, I really like to, to entertain a crowd. So I always, I'd love to, to please people and just to go against someone's opinion or stuff for me. Like if I had to tell someone, you know what, I really don't agree with you. That was like, hectic for me i would always just be like "Yo, man it's chill it's chill we just go on although i completely don't agree with the person (laughs) so so when you stand for the truth many times you have to say that you know what um i don't agree with you and and it's and it's hard to do that but are you willing to stand for god's opinion god's word compared to man's opinion many times we react according to man's opinion but how much more must we act and move on the word of god okay peace versus happiness when you meet god there's something that happens in your life um, in that other scripture it also says that when you um, let your requests be known to god by prayer and supplication it says that god's peace will like it, it's un you cannot understand it it it's beyond anything and. That's so true, because when you go through tough times, and you know that God is with you, is in you, you know that you don't have to, you don't have to fear, you don't have to worry, because you know that he's your provider, and and even if your circumstances are bad, and, and circumstances get bad, even if you know that, you know what, I might die now, it's, there is a peace inside of you, because you know that your reward is eternal, you know that The place where you are going is better than the place where you are now. So how can we change our mindsets to think like this? And compared to a temporary mindset, it's about happiness. It's about, okay, I must do something that will keep me happy. And as soon as that happiness is gone, uh, I'll go do the next thing. Everything in our world today is instant, you know, like Uber Eats, it's like it's now, guys at your door, and yeah. Okay, so let's look at joy versus anxiety. Okay, this is almost linked to the previous one, but I never, before I met God, I never, like, it felt like I was a fish floating in the sea. I never had direction. And when you meet God, you get a joy because it's unexplainable. You know that you are going somewhere and you're actually here for a reason, compared to uh, anxiety, because many times when we are anxious, we don't know what's gonna happen next. Um, and you get anxious because you don't know the person that's writing the history, you know? And if you know God, you've got this joy in your heart, you've got this peace because you know, you know what? God is in control. So I can, I can stand firm. Although my country isn't looking so great, maybe I trust in God that he will send leaders that know him that will lead us in the right direction. People can get so negative sometimes if you just ask them about this and this and this, but you can say, you know what? I trust in God. I remember I read this one psalm where David said people, the armies rely on their chariots and their weapons. But he simply said that I rely on the Lord my God, the great I am. And sometimes it seems so simple, but we must just make that stand and say, you know what? I stand for the great I am. People will come to you and they will think that you're a fool. But will you be a fool for Christ? Thank you for listening.